Well, uh, wait, sorry. Live. <laughs> we really are live from the... T- we are really live. <laughs> We're live from the 12th cigarette in a pack of Chesterfield Kings. Yummy. It's a business... Chesterfield Kings? It's a business pants Friday for December 10th, 2021. Joined, as always, by the wonderful Ari, <laughs> the data queen, Emma Lurking. Thumbs up. And Matthew Muscardi, King, uh, uh, ESG Kingmaker. Matthew Muscardi. Oh, can I ask a question before we get into kingmaking? Yeah, sure. The, what is a kingmaker? The maker? Chesterfield Kings was a rock band from the 60s. How are we a cigarette in that pack? Well, it's also a pack of cigarettes. I don't know. You're conflating. Is it? <laughs> I'm just confused. I'm confused what a Chesterfield Kings uh, is. It's a business pants Friday. So well, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to do a story of the week. I'm going to present four stories. We're going to vote story of the week. Matt's going to bring us as holiest of the week. Yep. I'm guessing if we had fans, that would be the fan favorite. Everyone loves assholes. They like to make fun of assholes. Yeah, everyone does love Ari coming in with goodliest of the week. I think, and I can sense that Ari really put her heart into this this week. I I just get this feeling. Uh, Emma. Every week, Damien. I'm offended you don't think it's every week. Uh, Emma, irritatingest (laughs) of the week. And to be fair, I spent a lot of time with Emma. She's always irritated, so I don't really know what this means of the week. This is Ironic just the coming week. from you, yeah. homie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a voicemail. Somehow I doubt it. And then we'll wrap no, up with the uh, so who won the week and a prediction. Uh, that's it. Let's do this. Matt has places to go, so let's just roll. Come on. <laughs> Story of the week. First and foremost, I, you had to know I'd pick this one. Starbucks yes, workers' efforts to unionize find success. In Buffalo, New York, the first for any Starbucks-owned store, the victory could inspire unionization efforts across the company's 8,000 outlets in the U.S. When you dive into this story, however, it already gets weird because, yeah, passed in one of the stores, but then they're already, they're somehow, they're just, there's like 20 ballots in each store, and they're already disputing ballots. Like, how how is that hard to, Is it? it's like a yes or no. Am I wrong? I don't know what's going on here. But. I th- I don't know much about union certification, but yes. it does seem like this is highly overcomplicated. Ari, like, <laughs> Ari's staring at you when you say that, so be careful. You know, yeah, they can vote. Blo- you can use blockchain to vote. Oh, I don't know how they can dispute oh, it. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, Ari, you can mute yourself for the rest of the show. The next <laughs> story of the week. I had to do this one mostly because I just wanted to, to give you my opinion. That's why I picked the story. Uh, inflation was the highest it's been in nearly 40 years in November, uh, 6.8%. I don't really know what that means. That's the consumer price index, 6.8%. Uh, fastest pace of price growth since 1982. Inflation has accelerated through the fall as the supply crisis and strong spending fueled price hikes. Here, here's why I picked this story. Why don't we just tell people to spend less how about that oh how about that and that solves inflation does I'm it wouldn't it that, Damien. but wouldn't it it was no wouldn't look. it solve the supply crisis the supply crisis yes but um this the shortage also includes a worker shortage and when you have a worker shortage you pay them more and when those workers get paid more then prices rise right. because they're passing 
So every company, you if you think yeah. that a company Stink. is going to give their employees seventeen dollars an hour instead of seven, and that money comes out of what they give investors right, right, right. or the executives or whatever, too simplistic. They pass that immediately oh. into the consumer. So your stupid cup of coffee that costs four dollars now costs seven dollars, and that means the workers who got their seventeen dollars an hour and feel like right. they won it's something spend it all on the same cup of coffee and they hey made workers no more. buy so less is... bacon well but is the 6.8 like is it affecting i thought i read somewhere that it was affecting like very not very few things but a certain segment of things and by a lot so yeah. the, it brought the average all the way up so I, this is i love is the way real? i love the way ari just said a lot this is, but is also why we need the data queen because yeah, I wish I had line. read this and come with data for you, Damien, to bring you down. Use <laughs> uh, the data illusion. I posted queen. this story around eight thirty in the morning, so you had your opportunity. The next uh, big story. <laughs> uh, can I just say sh a little bit of shame here before I move on? Uh, CNBC on and the New York Times. I did a I did a control find for their for their front page of their of their stories this morning. Nothing about Starbucks. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Mm. Very disappointing. All inflation. <laughs> nothing. I mean, even the it, Wall Street Journal. Even the Wall Street Journal featured something on Starbucks. So, it was only twenty-seven employees that voted, right? Like so. Third big it's story. Big it's first ever. Wait, doesn't Rupert Murdoch own the Wall Street Journal? Yes. Oh, there you go. He hates those libs, and they're unionizing. <laughs> uh. Third big story. Uh, okay. He okay. also probably hates Starbucks, though. And, Sorry. And, third big story. and I, I hate to say this, Ari. Warm he also Christmas, hates, baby. He also hates you, Ari. I, I'm sorry to point that out, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, third big story. A story we covered here. Uh, we covered the story of Better.com CEO uh, firing every like firing 900 people over Zoom. We covered it. We made fun of it. We felt disgusted by it. And now... Uh, he is taking time off effective immediately. And I wanted to point this out because that's the exact term he said to the 900 people is that he said, okay, there's a, there's two things I like here. Here's what he said in the quote to get rid of everybody. He said, if you're on this call, yep. you are part of the unlucky group that is being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. It, he's <laughs> part of that call. He was on the he call. Was on I don't the know call. about you, but he was on the call. Right? He's on the call. It's a He's simple on the call. Venn diagram. Every th everybody's in it. So <laughs> I didn't know where you were what? going. That's funny. Guard, <laughs> you screwed up. And the other thing I wanted to point out here is that Paula Tuffin, great name, the company's general counsel, uh, said that uh, the events of this past week were very regrettable and that the board... Yeah has commissioned a third party to conduct an assessment of leadership and culture of the company. Isn't that what the board is there for? They yeah. just realized they need that assessment. What? They hadn't had okay, one. But what, who is this third party? First of all, why is it not free float media? We could handle this. Good question. We can handle your corporate culture questions. We have numbers to prove you're all jerks. <laughs> and the fourth big story of the week is actually uh, referring to uh, the, 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 the beloved Emma lurking here because uh, Emma reported during the show yesterday, I think, that BlackRock had just become one of the, the, the biggest warehouses. They're buying a lot of warehouses, right? She said BlackRock. And I was like, what the F? 
like BlackRock. Oh, as it, tur- I, as it turns out, the headline mm. is that Blackstone just mm-hmm. became the biggest warehouse landlord in the w- world. <laughs> so my story of the week here is my constant irritation and hatred, not of Emma, but of the similarity in the names between BlackRock and Blackstone. It drives me crazy. How am I the only one pointing this out? Well, you know, BlackRock does yeah. the R in uppercase to help you Okay, out. but whatever. And how is it that the, in what these world two, is that helpful? And how is it that these two evil <laughs> empires? World. How have they both landed on the same collar and the same essentially object, and they're both like these weird <laughs> monolithic one, empires? Which what one came into existence first? Like, who is the? Copier? Well, we actually know, right? Like, we covered this, and we've already forgotten. It was <laughs> they were related at one point, right, Matt? Larry, the Blackrock was part of Blackstone. But shouldn't it be the other way around? I thought stone was smaller than a rock. No. Mm. Uh, well, the, apparently um, Fink, Fink actually originally suggested Black Pebble <laughs> instead be of Blackrock. This no, is not a joke. Kinder. This <laughs> sounds kinder. I'm, I, this is all, this is actually real. This is in the eight, like late 80s, mid 80s. And they intentionally made the names a little bit oh confusing. See? See? Um, and BlackRock was part of Blackstone. Sure. You're right. onto something. Those are the four stories. Uh, who wants to vote first? I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Aria, I yeah, like you. Go. I like you, Ari. Go. Obviously, Starbucks. Okay. Mm. I mean, your inflation, <laughs> I'm going to call you fake news. Emma. <laughs> and your BlackRock, I don't get it. It's just a name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, like I don't. Your your vote is your vote. Anyone else? Come it on, is. Emma. I want Matt to go. Okay, <laughs> you, to leave the show. I think the story of the week should have yeah. been that should have been Black Rock might have been Black Pebble at one point. <laughs> well, the stat that the story of the week usually from Matt's perspective is that all four stories that I picked are wrong. <laughs> No, like like um the inflation story is confusing to me because like the the thing that you didn't say yeah. in the read was the consumer price index soared 6.8% year over year in November exceeding the 6.7% <laughs> forecast. Yeah. They said it was going to be 6.7%. Oh. It's not like this was like <gasps> Oh my God! It's six point eight percent. We expected one. Like it was what we expected for the most part, right? Like not to get too political here, but I just sense that the, the mainstream media is kind of beating the the everyone hates Biden drum because I think they all secretly want big baby diaper Trump back because I think Trump <laughs> drives up viewers. They must have lost so many viewers. Viewers, yeah, I think that's what's going yeah. on here because they just take anything I don't they know. can. What anyway, a they, is that your Trump wanted high inflation? That was a thing. Is that your pick? um? No, my uh, because that was obvious. So my pick is either Better.com That's or a good Starbucks. Story. Um, how about that he's gone I, already? I, I, I mean, how about that he? I think Better.com I mean, is it. I, <laughs> he, I mean, the joke made it for me. I mean, he yeah, he, he created it. his own web. I mean, he like he's like yeah, he got ensnared by his web of horribleness. I mean, the Starbucks was like a singular vote, like leading up to this vote. It, it's been going on for some time. We knew it was coming. It was all this thing. But Better.com was the gift that kept giving because it was like he had the call. The call was reported. It was crazy. Then he apologized for the call. Then a few executives resigned from yeah. Better.com as a result of the call. Then he is taking a, quote, break 
like where's he like he goes well, to the break room for a coffee for a little while. Now the board's investigating yeah. how a culture well, not, can have the culture. Really they're writing a check. And, and sadly here, two of the three executives that left are women. So I hope these people come back because mm. it's like w- w- there aren't enough women in these positions and, and they're leaving because of him, but he's gone anyway. Emma, you're you have a lot of power here. You can kind of break the tie or you can go another direction. What do you think? Here's my problem. I <laughs> oh, my oh, answer really changes yeah. based on criteria. So well, if you're talking about story it's of the week problem. from like what was biggest, it was yeah. better.com. Oh, definitely it not got me. covered every way. Every way by every well, outlet. You say that like that's you saying that like it's an objective truth. It is. What? <laughs> that it got that covered more biggest. than Starbucks did? That's what uh, I'm I mean, saying. Yeah, it depends no, on the criteria. You have no data supporting that. Zero. Go ahead. Keep going. You literally just said that you were really She's disappointed <laughs> by all the news outlets not covering Starbucks. So I'm a little confused I didn't mean as to, say to that how you're. Loud. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you know what's funny, so Emma, is that they covered it. They that? covered this. No, but you know what's funny actually? Because you you gather the headlines. Is that they? I do. They. That's why she's in the they position. They covered to it say. all week. <laughs> they covered every every minutia leading up to the vote. But then when the vote happened and it passed, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, never mind. It's not interesting anymore. Anyway. It is Starbucks. Starbucks is the story of the yes. week. Yes. All right. Moving Aww. on. So Starbucks. <laughs> Emma's right, Starbucks. Uh moving on, we go to Ooh, Ass Holiest right. of the Week. Matt, take it away. Yeah, Ass Holiest <laughs> of the Week. I have three assholes for the week. These are a little. These are a little bit obtuse. So stick with me. The number obtuse. one asshole of the week is investors. Ooh, that's everybody. Here's the headline: yeah. Activision oh, Blizzard workers announce open-ended strike and union drive. Activision Blizzard employees are thinking about unionizing. They are going on strike. Um, basically, if you haven't been paying attention, Activision Blizzard has ba- has been sexually harassing women since its inception, maybe uh, since for a long time. And then there's the gender discrimination, the lawsuit settled for making an airline attendant wash toilets as punishment when she wouldn't be arm candy to an event, the overworking problem, the Cosby suite where female employees were lured for sex stuff. There's all sorts of fun stuff going on at Activision Blizzard. But here's a number for you that encapsulates how much everyone really cared. The lowest vote total for a director in the last four years at Activision Blizzard was 87% in support of that director and it was robert mulgado not bobby kotick bobby kotick is routinely one of the highest vote getting directors despite the fact that he is the ceo overseeing the ridiculousness at activision blizzard so think of this investors you don't like the fact that the stock is down 37 percent after a string of ridiculously escalating scandals We've spent a lot of time throwing up in our mouths over Bobby's culture, but the board keeps getting elected. You don't want to lose the money. Stop being an asshole and electing the same board. So number one is investors. Yeah, this seems for like an easy vote. I'm with you. Number two, employees. Oh, I'm just going to go stakeholder by stakeholder. All employees. The headline here general. is Starbucks gets its first unionized <laughs> U.S. store since 1980s. Damien's already covered this. The Buffalo employees at a single store voted to unionize. The vote was 19 to 27. The news is big. There's a lot of other union votes scheduled. Except that 
buried in that headline is since the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Did you know, after some digging, Starbucks was unionized? What? Originally, Starbucks, their plant, their, their, their coffee grinder was unionized, and it, uh, employees actually voted to decertify the union, which Howard Schultz, the longtime CEO, applauded. So while we're all busy thanking our Lord and Savior Venti Triple Macchiato for paying $15 an hour for the privilege of getting shouted at by people in Lululemon outfits, uh, maybe we can lament Sounds the fact that if not for a single asshole at a plant in the original Starbucks who started the decertification movement in the late 1980s, they might actually have been unionized the whole Wait, what do you mean time? a single asshole? Who are you referring to? It was started by one dude. Yeah, who was probably one a dude, dupe, was a Schultz to decertify. Dupe. Come on. Yeah. I'm with you. Who's, who's to know? Number three. So you're saying no all employees are employees. assholes because of a single dupe? Uh, that hurts. I'm <laughs> saying, I'm so, look, the, the amount of unions have, has gone down significantly steadily since the 1970s. Union participation in the United Reagan's States fault. is down at like its lowest point in history. How does that happen? It's not because corporations just come in and decertify unions. They have to vote. You had unions you decided not to have unions. Now we're upset that we have no bargaining power for if you're an employee. That's what I, that's all I'm saying. So, employees, you're assholes. Number three, yep. the number three asshole of the week, Zoom. Okay. Are you with me? Well, okay. I'm here ready. we go. The uh, the headline is Damien's headline. Boss says sorry for blundered mass Zoom firing. The context here we've already gone over, which is 900 employees fired over Zoom. But can we actually take a step back and say, is this really a problem of the CEO? Because the pandemic has taught us that humans are really just video projections on a screen. None of you people are real. I'm just seeing you on the screen. Are we in the metaverse already? We are already in the metaverse. And... The reason why this is Zoom's fault is because how do we expect to contain our behavior after seven hours a day just being on the stupid Zoom calls? Zoom needs pop-ups that say, is this 3,000-person call going to be a mass firing? If so, (laughs) we've auto-canceled the meeting. That's what Zoom needs. Yeah, what about are you sure you want to fire 900 people all at once? That's what I'm saying. So here's what Zoom – this is why Zoom's the asshole of the week because Zoom – we have, I have a, here's a series of pop-ups that you could have added to save us all problems, including better.com. Ready? Number this. one, yeah. are you wearing pants? I knew he was going there. Number yeah. two, are you currently touching your genitals? See, Matt can't help himself. <laughs> Number three, are you peeing? See, it's the same, yeah. right? Same sense of humor there. Yeah. Number four, is there a bong in your okay, background? I like that. Number five, is your Zoom name still the name your kids used on their call, Shitballs McDuke? Balls, yeah. And number six, of course, how many people are you firing oh. on this call? Zoom, do better. Do we think those That's, people... Those are my three Do we think there's any scenario where those people get their jobs back? They're probably still going to keep them fired, right? Probably. Yes. I mean, yeah. they didn't just fire them for no reason. I Well, he there was a reason. He accused 200 of them of stealing from the company because they only worked two hours a day. 
Um, so you'll bring back 700 of them. Damien, vote first. <sighs> I'm going, uh, this is an easy one for me. Uh, I'm going investors because you're, you're right. Like Why? we have Why? known about uh, these Activision Blizzard horrible people for years. Uh, I'm, lo I'm looking at their ownership table. Yeah, I mean, there's some of those black Rocky jerks who, but they own everything. So it's not their fault. Even if the 7% of uh, the black rock vote voted for the directors still like 90% of people like what are you doing what really what there's a lot of people what, saying this is cool what are you doing <laughs> and we know that the average director vote this year was 96% that, that's favor. crazy that was the average and believe me those directors are not the ones coding these games he loves so just that it's crazy come on don't be a, don't be an asshole Emma you look like you have something to say that has to get out look like that all day the employees oh, one is. is stupid. The employees one is just <laughs> I agree. Does How not dare you. Doesn't hold How any water for victim me. Victim blaming. Victim blaming. If you want to pretend like Oops. it was employee like the employees were really the one whose fault it was that they got decertified as a union, you're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. So I'm no, going nuts. to go with You're gonna blame the mafia. No, you can go and blame management, who I'm sure like screwed around with the contracts and encouraged the whoever the employee was. I think it was a college student to Probably decertify the union. Come on, as if they weren't backed In by every situation. Employees have to vote. Is that screwing around with the contracts? They have to vote Don't to decertify to once you're a union. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, no. this is not I at all convincing to week. me. Anyway, my choice. I'm going to, maybe this is cheating, but I don't really care. It's going to be investors, but I'm going to specify it to specifically institutional yes. investors because that is who is really to blame because Aww. they absolutely know better. They have the access. They have the influence. And they, they do are know better, very right? Much They're highly choosing. educated. And like, yeah, they also just know how the game works. They under they also have more influence than retail investors do. So they know perfectly well that it's within their power to remove him from the board, and they don't. Emma, you make a good point. Uh, Fidelity, BlackRock, Vanguard own a combined 21% of the vote at Activision. Clearly, they didn't vote against these directors. Emma's right. You do know better. That's the funny thing. You actually do know better. <laughs> I like, I like the way you said um, I'm going to make a lateral move on that one as well, and swing over to the coca-cola <laughs> board who is also refusing to remove Whoa. bobby kotek from their board uh despite See, investor pressure and nice. investor pressure i think is like maybe one activist firm but the coca-cola right. investors know better as well. media i didn't even That's realize so he funny, sat Emma. on the board yes he does well, that's funny because the one like headline that i had seen on my own without you people is investors want active activision ceo out <laughs> Yep. And it's about this investment group, SOC, okay. and they own Sock. 3 million shares in in Coca-Cola and in Activision. Um, and they are trying to get this guy out, which really for Coca-Cola, it means that they own 0.005% of Coca-Cola. But that's funny. So Better I'm going to pick that one. I'm going to go with Zoom. Why? Yes. What is the correct answer? I just Zoom is difficult. It's <laughs> okay. hard. Well, I will hard. say this. I was um I wasn't involved in a mass firing, but I was involved in a 
in a mini cluster firing at my former company, also an S&P 500 company. And they did it over, what did we use the time? Cisco or something? Pink slips. WebEx. WebEx. So WebEx. it is, Matt, it, it's, you actually can, you don't need Zoom to be an asshole. That's, all I'm trying. that's why I didn't know if I should vote for Zoom. So, you know what I mean? Saying? Oh, that feels very technical to me. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so the asshole of the week is, oh, investors. Thank you. Investors win. Oh. Moving on. Who's next? Oh, Ari. I am. Goodliest of the week. This is a very good. Lot of, this is a very good week. A lot of research Lots of here. good things this week. A lot of highlighting. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Goodliest of the week. Number one. The first 100 days of Liz Schuler, who is the president of the largest labor federation. See, I like it already. Right, so many Starbucks stories. But the AFL CIO, I hope that's I hope you read out the acronym like that. Six letters, it's a lot. Instead of anyway, we'll right. see you. It's not what's going on. Have we entered an alternative universe? Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> they work with twelve point five million members at fifty seven unions. Yeah. And you know what she said in this article? Oh. She said, despite union membership declining significantly. Significantly over the past several years, labor unions are enjoying their highest approval ratings among Americans yes. since 1965. Woo! Yeah, there's six of them left and we love oh. them. We love Is those it six. possible that we're collectively fed up with corporations having record profit year after year? Is she saying how that? Many you question say that? Marks, <laughs> how many question marks is, are Liz Schuler's or yours? <laughs> These are mine. People are feeling empowered, people. Don't break the so fourth the, wall, Matt. Don't look at her notes. <laughs> yeah, come on. I don't look at your notes. I get. I am ever, apparently. Um, more than 100,000 American workers at companies like John Deere and Kellogg's voted to authorize strikes in October and November to demand better pay and working conditions. Yeah. The John Deere workers, actually, which was 10,000 people, they yeah. did go on strike for a month and they received three different contract offers, accepted one that included a 20% wage increase over the to contract the length, yep. which is six years. Along with a signing bonus and better retirement benefits. And is John Deere suddenly bankrupt now? They're not. They just recorded record profits. I like what you're oh, doing. Oh, wow. Look I like you sneak in there. I saw, I saw what you did. Yeah, you asked the question you knew the answer to. I like it. Liz Schuler, the new. Liz Schuler, her president. first 100 days. I like it. First she, 100 she's days. She's also the first female president of this. I was going to say, right? Um, like, she has to be a big deal, right? It is a big deal. Yeah, she is. Well, Come she on, took Liz. over. She took over some guy that died um, in yeah, the Richard summer. Trump guy. Some, some guy, guy that died. <laughs> that is some but guy. she is running for re-election, some... and apparently, her her personal approval ratings are sky high. All right, number two. Number two. New Zealand to ban cigarettes forever. It's crazy. Whoa. Can you believe that? So <laughs> It's mostly your face. I, it's yeah. like, I, I'm gonna, the vote is going to be for your facial reactions. Well, the headline read, New Zealand to ban young people from ever being able to buy cigarettes. My first thought was, right, until they turn 18. I guess I missed the ever part. But that's not the story. They really mean ever. Like anyone born after 2008 will not be able to purchase cigarettes in their lifetime <laughs> in New Zealand. That is so Isn't bizarre. So yeah, it is, it is bizarre. Imagine being born in like January third of two thousand eight, like and being like, oh, "What? Bummer! <laughs> I just want one cigarette." Isn't that going to so make them really actually... want cigarettes? Though, is that going to make them like kind of angrily crave 
cigarettes? I, I mean, I'm so, so curious to see what eventually happens with the shift in like cigarettes. Well, sales. critics are yeah. saying I'm, that the 14 year olds are going to go to the black market. You think a black yes. market is going to rise? I don't know. Yeah, they will. I mean, if you're 13 years old right now, you can you already getting a cigarette and you're smoking it in the bathroom, and now they're like, you can never have one again. Like, uh, there'll be a black market I, for it, but it just won't be it won't be big. I shouldn't base yeah, this on America I, like during the transition. T- I, I I always tell people this is like maybe the only thing that America seems to get right is that I don't really see young kids smoking cigarettes. I mean, they might vape, of course, but do we smoke cigarettes anymore? teenagers i'm pretty sure vaping counts is smoking okay. cigarettes but yes. think about but compared to other countries vaping? they're puffing away they're puffing away that's because we send it to the emerging markets okay, for fine. them to all get cancer we don't care I, about I them don't care. well before vaping i don't yeah. know right like cigarette companies they're they're trying to get more customers so they're coming out with new things and trying to aim for younger people it's their so fiduciary responsibility uh Ari, to take care of their shareholders right. I by mean, selling they their have cigarettes to eight-year-olds okay i like it all right so number three yeah number three goodliest of the week yes. i think is erica johnson's op-ed piece on oh, stat no. news Op an op ed piece is a good is a sorry good, oh my god we're we're really yeah this one person's opinion we just jumped the shark all right no I want to hear it go ahead she said gatekeepers need to take wild west of mental health and other digital therapeutics and I know what you're thinking I don't, no, no shit. you don't <laughs> but uh, she actually in the thing she outlined solutions on how they can regulate themselves but let me give you some record so Erica Johnson she. There was a story last week that was published, and it was called The Inside Story of a Scorched Earth Breakup Between Two Founder Friends, Now Competing Lawsuits, Accusations of Racism, and Claims of Theft. Kickbacks and fraud revealed the blurry lines crossed on the way to unicorn status. That could be so the company she, the I company she, to, I can't wait to call you like, a racist. Uh, I can't wait, <laughs> wait to give someone a kickback. You'll and, have the tape and, for it. <laughs> um, the company she co- co-founded in 2017 is Modern Health. Um, with Allison Watson, who is a business person, and she's and Erica Johnson is the engineer and like neuroscientist person. Um, I sense a bias here. Mm. So she got fired two years later, and then she sued, claiming that the the startup company was cutting corners and risking patient safety and providing inadequate care, inadequate care to um, get rich. Right. So okay. they're a unicorn company. And she said these three things would help help um, these apps. Number one, app stores must enforce standards. Meaning, if you're a medical app, you they have you have to say you're a medical app so that the FDA can regulate you, right? Because right now it's health and fitness, and they don't have health any oversight. Okay. Number two, mm-hmm. business. Oh, so I don't know if I said it. I don't think I said it. But the app called. What's it called? Uh, I don't know. Are we, are we, re- are we still recording? Just, just Modern, health. <laughs> Modern, Modern health. Modern health. Modern health. It is. It great. sells mental health services as an employee benefit. It's also one of my so favorite David go, Bowie songs. You can, <laughs> that was for Matt only. <laughs> so yeah, businesses and HR it. departments choose them as a benefit to their employees, right? So she's saying these people need to scrutinize what they're choosing, that they don't necessarily have the expertise. Okay. So um, they need to reach out and find an expertise to pick out these apps. And number three. Yeah. 
they need to build better feedback mechanisms because right now it's just leaving a review. And if you leave a review, you're basically acknowledging that you need whatever service this is and people don't want to do that, right? Like there's privacy concerns. And that's it. And I thought her opinion was important. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, I, I was all amped up for the first two and that last one. <laughs> that, well, that last I one knew was I was going to lose you here. <laughs> last, well, when you pick an op-ed, it's, 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 it's dicey. Where was the op-ed uh, published? Stat News. No, really. Like where? Like a, like where was that, it? That's what it's no, called. Really. It's called Stat News. No, really. This is what data queens read. Okay. I like it, Ari. On, on the internet, the metaverse. Uh, I will. I can go first. I don't mind. Uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be fair. I did not understand your last story. The, <laughs> s- the second story, I. I don't. I, I. I love it, but like I almost feel like it's gonna create something evil. The New Zealand one. Like I don't even know what to think about that. Like just like the New Zealand one. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's an easy. It's obvious. Everyone knows I'm gonna vote for Liz Schuler. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I'm. Everyone sees through me. So that's yeah, my vote. I, I fell asleep while you were talking. <laughs> I agree with Damien. Anybody else? Emma, what's your vote? No. Oh, no. You're both wrong. It is New Zealand. New Zealand is the correct answer. Okay. This is so that cool, is definitely. Guys. Can you. Like, they picked a year. That's the best part to me. They were like, if you were born after 2008. So you were born December 31st of 2007. It well, it's like thirteen-year-olds. It's like they picked a year that's like okay. Like if you're thirteen right now, this this regulation affects you in particular. If you're thirteen, like uh, if you turn thirteen at December thirty-first of two thousand seven, you're like, this is great. I'm going to smoke the rest of my life because f you, I can smoke. But if you turn to January one, oh, sorry, this doesn't work for you. I I love it. It's a great it's a great rule. And plus, it's Jacinda. You have to like everything. Uh, that, that that they do in uh, New Zealand. Except that I, I'm the, behind. Except the reports that the Finnish Prime Minister was caught uh, clubbing at 3 a.m. Uh, so I hated I'm the okay headline for yeah, the thing so of she's clubbing. She's my new favorite. She's my new God. favorite Prime if, Minister. That was a really she, poorly if written she headline. Was a white male. <laughs> yeah. If she was a white clubbing. male. Cl- out clubbing yeah. would we Boris be Johnson? talking about it this Man, way? Are no there white male Prime Ministers? That, that, that doesn't exist. It's so it's so boring. It's, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to go clubbing in Helsinki now. Yeah, I think we all do. Uh, all right. Thank you. Uh, what's your name? Ari. <laughs> Just like the name of the app. See? Emma, help us out. What are the irritatingest stories of the week? What do you got? All right. Irritatingest of the week. I'm going to just jump right in. Yeah. Number one. All the women on earth make about half as much money as the men. <laughs> That's barely changed since 1990. Let's, I'm going to get a couple of the. You need to say more than that? Yeah, that says a lot of stuff. Okay. I it's, thought you were going to stop at the women of the world. That's a mic drop. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's quite something. Let me give you a little bit of context. So women right. currently make just under more. 35% of all global income. In 1990, that number was 30%. Women have increased okay. their percentage of income under 5% in over 30 years. It's just a ridiculously right. low rate of growth. However, there is an argument to be made that there are a lot of complexities to gender equity globally and we can't address the pay gap as a monolith. Fine, whatever. Let's just focus on North America for a second to then. Let's do it. Women's share, women's okay. share of income in North America has 
actually only increased 4% in the past 30 years, from 34% to 38%. In 2019, uh, 57.4% of all women in the U.S., we can narrow it to the U.S. now, um, were a part of the workforce compared to 69.2% of men. Okay. And my methodology probably isn't correct here, which, eh, it's fine. You'll get it. My me- it's fine. It's not. But that means that men make up about 55% of the American workforce and are earning 62% of all labor income. That okay. math doesn't really add up to me. This doesn't even cover no. the growth or lack thereof <laughs> in total in share of total labor earnings for American women of color as opposed to white women who systematically make more wages than their POC counterparts. So despite all these lovely corporate promises and inspiring stories of the Sarah Blakely's of the world, I find it pretty annoying that in 30 years, 4% is the best we can do. And let's not forget, Spanx sold to Blackstone. Yep. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Are you sure it wasn't BlackRock? I'm sure. (laughs) Great point. To that that last point, I'm wondering if that it's the rise of female billionaires that are just bringing up that average. It's probably like you get rid of the one. No way. Actually, I hope billionaires. When you narrow it to the top ten percent of American or yeah American earners, it actually gets worse. So when oh yeah, at least compared to other countries. So in the top ten percent, I believe. Um, the stats are that the from 1995 to 2019, women's share of total labor profits in the top 10% of earners increased 8%. And in Spain, it increased 17% over the same length of time. Spain. Yeah. Spain. And in Brazil, from, like, I think. You're like now the like 12 data or something. queen. You just took Ari's mantle. Yeah. I Damien, wait, bef- no yeah. can I just say before we move on, and I'll let you ask your question, Matt, that uh, can I just point out one of my pet peeves, and I'm officially I'm officially outlawing something for everybody, and I hope everyone's listening. Glass Lewis, BlackRock, <laughs> Opinion MSCI, pieces. Everybody, I hope you're all listening. All you research nerds, pull your uh, chair really close to my, what I'm about to say. You are forever forbidden from writing your your lovely reports, you know, your, your little articles, your op-eds, and you and using percentages that go to uh, a, a tenth to so the percentile is a tenth point whatever uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's it. You're points. done. Decimal. No decimals. No That's decimals. It. You right. round, round up. up or down. It's over. I don't want to hear 57.4 anymore. I don't want to hear 69.2. It's done. You're dead to me. Stop it. Nobody cares. Before I before I say what I have to say, I want to just point out you can only get stop it decimal point rants on free flow media <laughs> that you're that done the only place it's you're over. ever gonna hear it's that over. it makes you, you look like else a jerk are you stop it <laughs> nowhere else are you gonna get rants about rounding um <laughs> number two damien just to add to just to live in the irritatingest of the the weak premise here how much more should we make than ari and emma should we talk <laughs> about that on air or um uh maybe i would say what, a, what a significant amount okay good i, I mean Moving i run on. an orphanage <laughs> you are an orphanage uh, Emma thank you you really you, you had me at the headline but I appreciate the added color what's your second uh, irritating story of the week all right a massive oil spill helped one billionaire avoid paying income tax oh, for 14 years yeah, settle in this, this one's a bit of a saga I wrote Stop. it this in sucks, yeah. a little bit of a story format for you. Here we go. Here we go. Meet Here we go. Phyllis Taylor, known as the gentle dove of Louisiana, 
Phyllis is known for her generous philanthropy and love of her Louisiana community. Phyllis is an avid traveler. Aww. Phyllis loves to hunt exotic mm-hmm. animals and displays the leopard she shot in Zambia Whoa. in her living room. What a gentle dove. Okay. Phyllis became the richest, <laughs> one of the richest women in the country when she took over her husband's oil company after he tragically died at the age of 67. Hmm. Phyllis also hid one of the largest oil spills in history for six years. And once it was discovered in 2010, she has been using the expenses to offset her personal income taxes. Between 2005 and 2018. Correct. How'd she hide? You can ask questions. Like paper towel over it. it? I don't understand. You can ask questions at the end. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Between 2005 and 2018, Phyllis has not paid one dollar in federal income tax on her 1.2 billion dollar fortune made from selling the company's assets. Save the oil rig causing the spill for $1.25 billion in 2008. Yes, she did personally receive about 95% of all the profits. A fun fact about the sale of Taylor Energy, since it was a private company, it could assign itself a high value, and when it sold, they could call the sale a loss, and Phyllis could reap the tax benefits. She received a $30 million tax refund in a year that she made $1.2 billion. Despite being ordered to set aside $666 billion eventually, Ooh, sorry, million I like dollars. I like what you did there. I like um, To clean up the spill. Yeah, Taylor Energy work. did not do so, and the Coast Guard hired a contractor to contain it via a little dome. So your tax dollars are now paying a to dome. contain a leak that is responsible that the responsible company is refusing to clean up and the woman who owns the company is making money off of it in tax deductions. So feels pretty irritating to me. This just broke my brain. Yeah, can I just <laughs> can I just add something like slightly awkward because I know you're listening Phyllis Taylor when it says that you are you love your Louisiana community. I, I get the feeling that is referring <laughs> to the white people Louisiana. I'm just I'm just putting it out oh. there. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't know. Well, I'm just sorry. I'm just putting it out there. She could be referring to the leopards just that saying live in that. Louisiana. Just saying. You have no idea. Just saying. I don't think she loves um, anybody. She hid this spill. She Emma, did. you're already making so, this interesting because these first two stories are very irritating. And how did she hide so, the spill? Can we have a little bit of information there? It was a dome. Yes. It was a dome. It was a dome. You can have okay. it some information. So the they discovered the spill in, I believe, uh, 2004. And six years later, when the BP spill in the Gulf of Mexico happened, researchers who were studying the oil <laughs> slick on the water, based on how the I currents were yeah. how based on like the direction of the currents they found oil slick where there shouldn't have been any so it couldn't have possibly yes, originated from the Phyllis's bp slick. spill so they yeah, were able the to trace friday it back night, it Phyllis's grease. <laughs> it's the greatest friday night news dump ever six years later bp spills some oil and phyllis taylor's like oh by the way uh there's another spill over there if you find, if you find a little oil in the ocean <laughs> that may have come from I think us my husband also, sharded but himself. it's way smaller than theirs it's way smaller don't just, even look at it. It is the largest oil spill in history. Just so we're to reiterate that point. Congratulations. I don't get it how is the she longest was running to set aside money. Yeah. So they it. eventually, in like I think 2012, finally question, the Coast Guard Mari. was like, "You absolutely have to clean this up." And so that 666 million dollars was about half of the profits that she made from selling all the assets from Taylor Energy. But the great part of that is that she could. You just use that for her tax deductions. So because it's a sole proprietorship company, it. she could use all of the money that for business expenditures and use it to offset her personal income taxes. 
So All right, when your mom tells you to clean up Ooh. your uh, your bathroom, mm-hmm. do you clean up your bathroom or not? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> or do you put a little dome over it when she comes over? That's oh, no, what no, I'm no. saying. They That's did not put happened. a dome. So in 2012, well, the Coast Guard I, did. You said right. So mm-hmm. they ended up having such issues with the Taylor family and the Taylor organization. They said they were verbally combative. Apparently. Which is that the Coast Guard they they were like, All right, Taylor Energy, you have to build this dome to contain it. If you can't stop it right now, you have to build this dome to contain it. And they hadn't even designed the dome by the time that they were supposed to implement it. And so the Coast Guard was like, Screw you, fuck it. We're building this dome. We're gonna contain it. And it is still leaking to this day about a thousand gallons of oil oh into the ocean every no, single day. Emma, this is the most irritating story ever. What's your third most irritating story that we've Yeah, I don't can know we stop here? Yeah, I mean, shouldn't we just stop? Okay. <laughs> you got one more? There are two, we've had two Yo, mic drops highly for irritating stories already. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Emma? Blackrock. Not Blackstone, Blackrock. 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 Yep. Black Pebble? Nope. Blackrock finds there's room for a $15.5 billion arm, uh, Aramaco... Aramco. Aramco, yeah. Aramco. Aramco gas pipeline in its Still climate there. pledge. That's it. And okay. this one is less of a saga, <laughs> but I can give you a little bit more context, but I think you'll be plenty irritated without it. Um, so much context. Yeah, come on. What is it? <laughs> Tell us. Executive hypocrite in chief of BlackRock, Larry Fink, made a lovely, if not a little holier than thou, declaration that CEOs of public companies need to improve their climate change initiatives. This is a quote from his inaugural letter to CEOs in 2021, Matt's favorite thing of the entire year. No issue ranks letters. higher than climate change <laughs> on our clients' list of priorities. They ask us about it nearly every day. Well, Larry, well, it's the how clients, do your cl- it's the clients' priorities, his clients' concerns, um, not his. Well, Larry, how do your climate concerned clients feel about you spending fifteen point five billion dollars on a forty nine percent stake in a Saudi gas pipeline company? Which actually, it's probably they feel pretty good about it because it's pretty financially promising, yeah. as it would seem. Moolah. Uh, yeah. Here's a little. Let's make some money. Make here's a couple rain, of factoids Larry. to celebrating. Nudge your irritation along a bit. Uh, in a bid to maintain their reputation of honesty and transparency, BlackRock did not put out a press release about the deal, nor did it give any specifics of the terms. But what we did learn yeah. from Saudi Aramco's press release is that there are no limits on gas production in the terms of the deal, and that it is one of the largest energy infrastructure deals in history. Yay. So many Emma, wow. Uh Great stories, Emma. Anyone want to vote? Yeah. I'm. We're gonna end the show with these stories. Sad. That's sad. Yeah, I don't know why we end on my segment. I know. All right, no one wants to vote. I'll vote first. Cut. Uh, uh, the last, the BlackRock story. I mean, unfortunately, I'm in kind of the camp of like, oh, really? So I, I appreciate it. I'm irritated <laughs> by it, but come on. I mean, Black. Yeah. Okay. Enough said. <laughs> Uh, like it makes sense to you. And the same with the first story. I mean, you know, this isn't exactly new information. <laughs> it is depressing information and I hate everything about it. But there is nothing better than being uh, when a, a, a rich person's nickname is gaslighting me. I love being gaslit by a nickname. <laughs> I love uh, the gentle dove uh, story. So that's I'm completely irritated by that one. That's. Maybe one of the most irritating stories I've heard in a long time. Every part of it. <laughs> the dome, the hiding, the tax breaks, 
the hatred the of Coast black Guard. people. I, yeah, all of it. I hate it. She's <laughs> won awards <laughs> for like being an amazing community I'm member sure as recently has. as like 2016. Yeah, because it's her friends giving the award. Do you think like normal yeah. people hand out awards? I need more friends. I need more friends who uh, give out exactly awards. Do. I don't have any friends who control awards. Anybody else want to vote on this one? Where, where, are you, where are you on this? I am with Phyllis. I mean, Damien. Okay. I'm a bit of a oh, fellow. Wow. I'm a bit of a fellow. Okay, Ari and Damien. Yeah, okay. I just, uh. all I'm picturing is, you said she was, the Coast Guard reported that, um, you know, whoever it interfaced with was verbally combative. I'm just <laughs> picturing old Phyllis, like, cussing them out yeah. and them Gentle retreating, <laughs> like, guns and all. Like, like what? floating back up the stairwell, like in Gremlins, like up the, the, the chair. That's, that's another reference for Matt only. Yeah, that's really like we're we're doing the David Bowie the Gremlins today. Yeah. What year is it? Well, Emma's wearing uh, a Boston shirt, so like that's a, a band hasn't existed since the eighties. Ari's wearing a woke data shirt. Ooh, Get the podcast like now. Um, this one's really hard for me. Um, I, I think to Damien's point, I, I the the women make not as much as men is such a boringly depressing story. Um, Terrible, but the headline itself. Starting with all the women on earth <laughs> make half as much as many. That, that to me was the irritating part, right? Like where now we're at headline writing. That's like if every woman pooled their money, they could buy half of what men can buy. Right. Like that is that's a different or level. The of second irritating. part of the headline, which, as Emma pointed out, it hasn't even changed in 30 years since 1990, since every reference Damien's making. Uh, was relevant it hasn't changed that fact hasn't changed and north america the black rock one i which contains the united states obviously is less than the global (laughs) average four percent yeah i just i the then there's the black rock one that one's just not at all surprising to me that's just like every capital market story to me so that one doesn't irritate me as much because i'm just kind of like of course they did (laughs) of course they don't um the massive oil spill, the gentle dove. Ah, yeah, that one's really good. <laughs> that one's really good because it's like it's so bad. It's like it's good. it is like literally. So bad it's good. Uh, you know, like uh, it's so bad. It's good. yeah because it, I, I think it's got to be that. I think it's 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 Phyllis Phyllis Taylor. Wow, winning the sweet. most irritating story of the week uh, by sweet. Another you. award. Thank Let's you, geography major. Another award. Emma lurking. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, who who won the week? I think Emma uh, won the week. Emma won the week. <laughs> wow! Selecting... I will. Uh, okay, that's... I will one hundred percent second that. I was gonna say Phyllis Taylor, but I was Emma... gonna say Angela Merkel, but Emma. <laughs> no, Angela Emma Merkel won the week. For, for stepping down. Yeah, are you kidding? That feels so she good. She won it, the week. If <laughs> yeah, like so you're. See ya. Oh, okay. So you hate Angela Merkel? Is that what you're saying? No, she might drop. I'm happy for her. You're happy I for, think I I'm going to second. <laughs> well, I think the second yeah. I would second the vote for Emma winning the week. Um, if it had, if I had to pick a zoom, uh, a story f- for winning the week, it would be the the better dot com CEO. But um, if if I'm honest, Emma got a trio of stories that were so irritating yeah. that I think she won. I, I I'm going to agree with you. So bad. Um, and ha- and shout out to ProPublica for that story. ProPublica does some uh, amazing <sighs> work, amazing nice. journalism. Hats off mm-hmm. to you once again. Uh, Emma won the week. Uh, so, Woo! Emma, you don't need to vote, so you can shut your mouth. Um, okay. <laughs> before we leave, 
Because we got to get Matt uh, off to his uh, uh, subway to wherever you're going. Hartford has a subway system, right? Who uh, does anybody have any predictions? I do. Okay, Matt, I you have go one. First. I do too. I predict that Activision unionizes by year end. What? Okay, so that's bold. By year end. So within the next. Uh, by year we're talking end. About the, we're talking about the, the the Gregorian calendar, Which calendar? the Julian <laughs> calendar, the Jewish <laughs> calendar. What calendar are we talking about? I'm talking about um, the. I think by December 31st, really? they're they're going to try to put together a vote to unionize. It took the Howard Schultz calendar. like f- three weeks just to ta- tell a story about a blanket uh, during the Holocaust. <laughs> so do you think that they're going to get this done? Okay, all right. I, I'm, That's a prediction. I'm, I'm going to say rush job, less less ballots, just vote, certify, vote. That's what right. I think. Uh, you know, along yeah. the same lines, my prediction is yes. the. Bobby K. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby K. Kotick. You don't want to say Kotick? I like Bobby K. I can't say it. He will get kicked out of the Coca-Cola board. Okay. I, I like ooh, it. I like the alliteration there. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a good, that's good wordsmithing there. Kicked uh, Coca-Cola board. In. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you, Ari. I'm kind of shocked. Uh, but why, but then again, like, why do we think uh, a company that literally shells, sells sugar water mm-hmm. is going to care? Like, why, why would they care? Because I think this is next level. Like, there's diabetes, and then there's, like, Bobby Kotick. Enough said, enough said. Uh, my prediction is a little <laughs> weak. You're, you guys are better. You're really, you really zeroed in on something. I just had a feeling that we're going to have one more shocking CEO departure before the end of the year. Um, like wait, death? departure to spend more time with their family? Departure yeah, I don't know about to, that. They got resigned, fire. Or died. Okay, sure. It could or be. Die. Uh, wow. I didn't. I didn't consider that. It could be like a like a bunch of pitch angry pitchfork people in Hawaii coming after Zuckerberg. I don't know, but <laughs> my first instinct was Mark Zuckerberg. But then I like chickened out and I just said, yeah. one more shocking CEO. But I think something's gonna happen. That's my prediction. Emma, do, anything for us, or you want to just wrap no this way, thing up? No way, dude. I'm seconding Ari's prediction. Emma's gonna. Why? Why do you oh, think? I, I, what? What's Coca? What's going to happen at Coca Cola? Like the spirit of the season? Like what? Why? What's suddenly going to happen? <laughs> they do have. They've known the about this for polar ever. bear commercials. Like what? Yeah, what's the polar bears? Well, the polar I think bears are going to sexually harass one another, and they're going to realize it's because Bobby Kotick's on their board. Listen, if the news that he was on, that he is on the board of Coca Cola reached me, not through you. They are like, this is getting out there <laughs> and they don't want that. They don't want that stink on their board. <laughs> you see what, what, what I, Ari's effectively saying I, I, is uh, yeah. because if you listen to free float media, you will learn things like Bobby Kotick's on the board of Coca-Cola and he's sexual harasser in chief. And therefore you should boycott Coca-Cola and their lovely polar bears. That's what Ari's I, basically I saying. I appreciate you Ari, but if, if, and we don't have time for it now, but if we broke down every board member at Coca-Cola, you'd, fi- you'd probably find a disturbing pattern of a Kotick esque behavior. Sure. I'm sure. I'm not saying they're all mm-hmm. sexual I'm harassers, sure. but I don't know if these are the most stakeholder friendly people uh, out there. So, they, yeah. I hope you're they're right. They're still trying to recover right. from That's telling all. employees. But just like to as far as branding purposes, like they have two or three women on the board that are very like empower women type of people. So, it's not great for branding. Okay. It's just not great. And like, then, it's not beneficial to themselves. Okay. And then they have. Barry Diller on their board also. Ooh, so yeah. the little bit of balance here. And for those of you in the corporate governance yeah. know, Barry Diller has a bit of a rep. 
has a history. Yeah, he was our a boardy history. Where I started at the corporate library oh, here in uh, Portland, Maine, he was our number one enemy. He hated us more than anyone. Nice. He's good. He's good times. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. Anyone else? I'm done. No, let's get your Friday. Get get out. It's Friday. Go home. That's your week. That's Damien Rollis and Emma Lurking and Ari, the Data Queen. I'm Matt Muscari. We are Free Flow Media. If you like this, every single day, we are coming at you with 10 to 12 minutes of the important news stories of the day that are you're not reading because they're fascinating and you miss them. Uh, let us curate it for you and make jokes about yeah, it maybe, for you. And maybe you can, can sound us. smart in one of your meetings for once if you listen to one of our shows. You, for you once. Can, Isn't that your goal? Sh- showing up on a Zoom call with 900 people and before the CEO gets on to fire you, you can rip rip off an anecdote about like um, some uh, funny thing that happened in the news that's incredibly absurd but important also. You can only get that here on Business Pants. And on Friday, we wrap it up for you with all these things. But if you like data, you can go get our Woke Data podcast. You can get your podcasts wherever podcasts are found. Apple, Spotify, Overcast, uh, I don't know, all the places. And you can watch us live on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and all those and LinkedIn and all those places. Go do the things. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.